know, shotgun starting golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Friday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is December 20th. Andy, how we doing? Brendan, doing great. Just a uh, <laughs> little bit different recording setting for me today. Why is that? What's going on? Where are you? I'm uh, I'm in an Uber heading home from uh, Big City. So Chicago? I, uh, I was, yeah, yeah. I was out at... Uh, a grand opening of this uh, golf facility, Smart Golf in Chicago. Wonderful place, but uh, hey, kind of made 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 things difficult for uh, <laughs> for recording tonight. It's a likely story. Uh, hey, what's your Uber rating? Do you know? I could see you getting docked a couple points. You know, because I know the riders have find it. ratings now. I'm just I could see you being a little too inquisitive with the drivers, like you know, asking what their favorite. Oh animal is what their favorite fruit is or ranting about ready for it how there should be no fans at golf okay yeah i have a 4.85 rating so it's not a perfect not a perfect score but solid enough you're living under par coffee my driver has a 494 so so you're not you're well he's, below he's in a different class. You're yeah. well below the driver. Okay. I wonder if where if he's, Bro- if he's Brooksy, I'm uh I'm Kelly Kraft. Kelly, all right. So you're you're not quite up to the you're well below the, the perfect score, but I, I I don't know. It's a good quality. It's it's nothing horrendous. So all I right. Think, I think I could be pretty pretty proud of it. All right. We're gonna get to your review part two here. Uh we get through and including the players championship which is like mid march it's i think people are are not understanding how much different this year is because of the new schedule we're working out some new schedule kinks just like the players yeah you know, we're we're on a rose talk about we got to adapt our system here but it ends with happy reminiscence of the fan vote friday coup the overthrow, democracy in action. So it's a good one. Um, any any news we need to discuss immediately? Nothing, I, right? I mean, I don't think there's anything. I, I feel like every golf writer is on a travel junket somewhere. Hey, <laughs> what'd you think of the TaylorMade card? All those guys uh, in onesies. Even... Oh, you know what? I, I it was pretty crazy. It was kind of funny. They I all look it was good. Let's tell you what. They look quite happy. It looks like Santa didn't leave a CT machine under the tree. That's all I'll say. Yeah. You know? Look- hey, I, I, I thought of something tonight that I wanted to bring up that I, I'd be remiss if I, if I didn't bring up. Okay. I thought of it at dinner tonight. Um, one of the things we missed in the first show, in the first episode of the Year in Review, was the uh, the unveiling of the motorcycle push cart um, at the PGA show? 
Well, I mean, yeah. We could do a three-part year in review just on the PGA show alone. The motorcycle, I, I kind of lost my mind on that, didn't I? I think I, I went did nuts. Anybody, did anyone see one of these at a golf course? No, I don't think they. That's what I want yeah. to know. They're going to be on every hole and every course in America by June. These things are going to change golf. Like, there's just, it's the game is 300 years old or whatever, however old it is. It's just like. We need to stop inventing ways to get around the course. You know, it's like, it's fine. We're good. A motorcycle. A motorcycle that can like flip out into, it's like Transformers. These guys watch an episode, like a Transformers movie, and they think they can get a booth at the PGA show or something. Okay. All right. Any other thoughts? News? No, no, no CT mystery better than tree. That was good. Oh, good. I like that one. Yeah. They had all these little smirks when when Santa puts a driver that's right in the red zone, <laughs> under the tree, brand new, ready to go in the red zone. Um, you know, uh, you know, I I commented on see Cameron Champ was hitting a, a yeah, driver I saw that. You got in their ass, the European Tour's ass, a little bit. <laughs> but one of our, I think one of our listeners commented back like the the, the first driver was in the green zone. Gave him one of the orange. <laughs> That's true. That's a good, For the good comment. <laughs> All right. Enough, enough uh, small chat. Let's get to uh, your interview, part two. We're leading off with uh, Riviera, which was just a an eventful week with Matt Kuchar, J.B. Holmes, all sorts of stuff. And we get through the first major of the year, the Players' Championship. So. Yeah. You know what's going to help us get through get through reliving uh, reliving JB Holmes a little ad read. Oh, all right, let's do that first. Good, good, good call. Keep me in, keep me in line here. Should we? Uh... I, I mean, I, it's top of mind. I, I enjoyed some libations tonight, and uh, <laughs> sure enough, I, I went to dinner and and right there on the menu had a little journeyman Manhattan. Oh, that's good to hear. So Journeyman is back. I'm I'm glad you, you jogged my memory here. I I'm not a producer and yeah, you know, usually I can only keep a few things in track. Um so Journeyman is back around the holidays. They were here before Thanksgiving. You guys uh came out in support of, of us and support of this partner uh, around Thanksgiving. You're doing so again. I got a message from a longtime listener, a DM, Johnny Begzos who uh, DM'd me picture of him picking up journeyman featherbone bourbon whiskey today. Ooh, that's uh, a good one. You know, the message says, Brendan, you know, it's got an exclamation point. Brendan, I usually don't do cultish. <laughs> I usually don't do cultish shit like this, but I guess y'all have truly broken my brain. Merry Christmas. Well, I mean, Johnny, I hope we haven't broken your brain. We're recommending a, a high-quality liquor that's won awards. Like, we're not asking you to, to go out here and, you know, buy some, uh, you know, the the Alien Wedge or the, you know, Tour. What, what's some, yes. what's yes. You know, we right? We rolled out our full monetization <laughs> yes. plan yet. Yeah, the full monetization. <laughs> I mean, this is a high-quality liquor. There's all, they've got whiskey. They've got bourbon. They've got... Um, they got gin, gin. They got vodka. They got everything. They've got literally, literally everything. If you go on their website, it's journeymandistillery.com. We also have our own landing page there. It's journeymandistillery.com slash shotgun start. Journeyman. 
I heard your wife What's doesn't it? like the way I pronounce it. Like I'm screwing up no, the ad ad reads. Well, you know what? Journeyman. I'm trying to make it clear and distinct that it's the singular with M A N, not M E N. Journeyman Distillery dot com. You know what, what I think about every time we we we're talking about uh, journeyman. What's that? Is, uh, is is the guy that works in the nursing home in Happy Gilmore, Ben Stiller's character? Yeah, why do you think that? He's on the phone. He's like, Tommy, Tom, this is some high quality shit. We're talking about. <laughs> I mean. I- we're not we're not telling you to here to like go off you know what what's the, we're not telling you to go buy a square strike you know we're not telling you to run off the cliff <laughs> jump off the cliff this is some high quality hard liquor there's also you know the cider's ten percent do you remember the pure spin diamond based scoring list? Uh, yes, 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 I do. <laughs> I they do. back it up on a dump truck. <laughs> yeah. But they'd hit the ball and it would spin back on the hood of a dump yeah, truck. On the dump truck, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so good. So, anyways, they are coming in big, helping us out here, supporting the podcast, supporting, you know, keeping it rolling around the holidays, Thanksgiving, now around Christmas. You know, you're going to be with relatives of some sort. Maybe you won't be with any relatives, which is just, a, you know, another occasion to celebrate, quite honestly. Uh, so go stock <laughs> up this week, this weekend. Uh, you know, they have the Spirit Finder on our uh, landing page at Shotgun Start, journeymandistillery.com slash shotgun start. So you can find it if it's distributed in your state and whereabouts around you specifically. Uh, also on that landing page, is uh you can sign up you know join their their email unless you get a free pass to Walter's hey, Folly. No, what? Join sign up for that because we we don't have all the details yet. This is you know pretty status quo for our operation. I mean, this is kind of right in line with what you know. But, we have something that we can't fully disclose, ambiguous. That it's a good thing. You should sign up for that you, list, right? If you if you if yeah if you enter into that, you enter into a pretty cool thing. For chance for like uh, invitation to something that's going to be sweet. That's, 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 that's all I all I can say right now. All right, something happened to this recording. I don't know. It ended the very end of it was very staticky of our intro from the Uber ride. But go to journeymandistillery.com backslash shotgun start and enter uh you get a free pass to welter's folly and a chance to win this really cool invitation we can't say anything more but anyways enjoy part two of our year in review podcast uh we recorded this before so the quality will be very good even by our standards so enjoy it and uh we'll talk to you on monday or yeah monday all right Moving to L.A. Eventful week, if I recall. The last Correct. iteration of the L.A. Open. That is. It's no longer. It's not no longer open to the people. Yeah, it's a elevated invitational now. Uh, elevated status. Sad, but it went out in style, and I don't know if it's necessarily mainstream style, but somebody's style. The Plum Bob <laughs> Princess. <laughs> JV Holmes wins over JT. And this might have been like the the ultimate pitchfork moment. Yeah. 
in terms well of the put. golf world against one player. Well put. I felt bad. I feel like uh, so everyone was just losing their mind, right? Screaming about this all Sunday. It's just very obvious. He's not ready to play. And then he wins. And his first quote is, we just wanted to put on a good show for everyone. To like cost us on the 18th green, JB. Well, we just wanted to put on a good show for everyone. I don't know why I remember that, but I remember it distinctly. He, he just has no no clue that everybody in the world, everyone in the golf world is just infuriated at him. He is so angry. I mean, it was taking him regularly over two minutes to hit putts. Um, I, had, I had people sending me his episode on this extreme pools. You know, he's like on... He was on some like HGTV show about building like a lot. This guy comes to your house and builds like an awesome pool. Really? They have this. I mean, I, I pardon my language, but in the episode, they show an aerial shot. They have a giant penis going into the pool. It's this fire pit, completely phallic symbol, penis going into the pool. It's this like home remodel. This guy has probably unlimited budget, creates this awesome pool. Anyways, I digress. That there was all this JB investigative work done the next day. So, so JB beats uh, JT. It was like a windy, crispy day. It was so hard. People were just getting ejected left and right. It was cold, right? Yeah. Uh, Speed shot a final round eighty-one. Uh-huh. Was this when he made like a nine on ten or something? Yeah. It was in the bunker, back yeah. bunker. Okay. Um, Adam Scott shot 76 and he missed six putts inside of 10 feet. JT shoots the final round 75. Um, Tiger finished T15. Bryson took out his aggression on a bunker. Oh yeah. Just chopped out a club in. Chopped out like an edge of a bunker or something like that. After Monahan dropped season of championships at Pebble. Sure enough, the graphics start to show up. <laughs> Riviera. The so, season of championships. Do you remember that there was a fog delay in the first round and it null they started and they couldn't oh. people were losing balls. They yeah. couldn't find anything. So they, they called it and they restarted the event. Reset all the scores. Yes. I forgot about that. Yeah. Holy cow. It was crazy. It was a total false start. <laughs> I forgot about that. Well, this one always has darkness trouble the first two days. Always. Maybe it won't now that it's an invitational. I don't know. Well, yeah, that's one of the big reasons they cut it down. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, JB, <laughs> here's this quote after the round. This really pissed people off. <laughs> Well, you play in a 25-mile-an-hour gusty winds, and you see how fast you play when you're playing for this kind of money and the points and everything that we're playing for. The greens are fast. The ball, Adam had a putt. He kept setting the ball down, and it was rolling. You You can't just get up there and whack it when it's blowing that hard. You've got to read the wind. There's a lot of slope on these greens. It's not an easy golf course, and you throw in winds like that. On 13 or 14, the par 3, I hit a 5-iron. It stays pretty good. He hits a 5-iron really good. A gust of wind comes up, and he comes up 15 yards short. I think he hit it better than I hit mine. It's very tough. I've been slow in the past. I don't think as slow as I mean. I'm not the fastest player, 
But I mean, like I said, it was really windy today and we waited a lot early. At the end, I took a little bit longer at the end, but you're talking about getting down to the tournament. You're talking about the last nine holes of a tournament. I mean, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, I think a lot of times the last group of the tournament it gets a little behind. So I was never even close to being on the clock all week. I mean, yeah, when I first got out there, I was really slow, but I've sped up quite a bit. Like I said, the conditions made it tougher, too. Sometimes you're waiting for the wind to stop blowing 30 miles an hour. Like I said, I've gotten better. There's times when I'm probably too slow, but it is what it is. I was never on the clock. Nobody, nobody never even got a warning. TV wants everything to be real fast all the time. Nobody ever got a warning. This is what people just lost. Oh, he's completely unrepentant. He's not, you know, he should be apologizing to us. Uh, yeah, the pitchforks were fully out, and then he did not seem to be shamed enough for the folks at home. Didn't Adam Scott have something like, the tour is never going to do anything about it. It is what it is. Oh, yeah. Here, I know. Yeah, I, heard, right here. I heard JT, who's in the final group, was like deliberately trying to slow play it to get him on the clock. Like he started playing slower, so they would put on the clock. And, and I don't know. Adam Scott obviously wasn't happy. Adam Scott told Brian Wacker of uh, Golf Digest. Yeah. He said he, he recently told the PGA Tour's chief of tournaments and competition, Andy Pazder, that he'd be willing to take a penalty in order oh. to get guys to speed up. The theory being that the tour would show that it was serious about pace of play and enforcing a penalty that's rarely enforced. He said, this is a quote, make me the victim. I'll take the penalty. The only way it's going to work is if you enforce it. He wants, like, yeah. It's a little like, I'll bear the cross of it moment. You know what also hit full pitchforks? Uh, no, what? Kucher. Oh, God. Yeah, of course. This is when it all blew up. This great. He didn't he have some great quote about the locker rooms. Like, I'm not Phil. People, but they're like, hey, there's Matt coming our way in the locker room to tip me. Like, I'm known. I'm not Phil, but they're excited to see me. He said, he said it's a social media issue. All right. Just start the week. It's done. Listen, I feel like I was good and fair. You can't make everybody happy. You're not going to buy people's ability to be okay with you. This seems to be a social media issue more than anything. I think it shouldn't be, knowing that there was a complete agreed-upon deal that not only did I uh, meet, but exceeded. So I certainly don't lose sleep over this. This is something that I'm quite happy with, and I was really happy for him to have a great week and make a good sum of money. Making $5,000 is a great week. <sighs> for a guy who makes two, didn't you say like for a guy who makes 200 bucks a day? Yeah. A $5,000 week is a really big week. Such a dickhead. I kind of feel. Unfortunately, like unfortunately, some of other people have gotten his head. He's deserved. Uh, I already said that. Um, You're not gonna be able to buy people's ability to be okay with you. I remember that. God, I'm looking at him now. Okay, here, here. I got, I got. <coughs> then, so Bamberger got to two L two can. Can I just read the locker room yeah, quote real yeah. quick? I think if you ask locker room attendants, they'll tell you that they're happy to see me. 
I'm no Phil Mickelson, but these guys are like, Matt's coming our way. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Oh, you can't. It's a social media issue. It was an all time foot and mouth idiot moment. Can't buy people's ability to be okay Noth- with you. Nothing's going to slow a social media issue down like saying it's a social media <laughs> yeah, issue. Right. right. So, so the story gets Bamberger. really, really rich when Bamberger writes this, writes this piece. He talks to El Toucan and he finds out that Steiny offers El Toucan oh. another 15 grand. On their own, unbeknownst to Kucher, right? Just yeah. like, okay. And uh, El Toucan turned it down, saying, no, thank you. They can keep their money. That's amazing. I forgot about that. And uh, Kucher, Kucher said about it, He go, Kucher smiled and said, it's not coming out of Steinberg's pocket. <laughs> What's that mean? I mean, he, he would be paying. Charged up the, yeah, yeah passed on. Um, so the Sergio apology tour kicked off this week. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. He, he had an Instagram post. The most, said, the most <laughs> shameless, blatant, soulless, uh, obvious, transparent attempt to like, look like mother Teresa out there after, you know, going in hiding. People didn't even know if he got out of Saudi Arabia. Right. He's like. You know, kissing babies, hugging army vets, signing autographs for kids. God. All right. Did I cover it all? I mean, I'm just, just, I'm one just going other, one other going thing. One other big thing. What? Phil talks about not playing the players. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> because it's not one I feel like I have to play. <laughs> it's, it's not a must play for me because I'm 48 and I've played it 25 times I, and I've already won it. If I were young and early in my career, I would say yes because I think that it's as close to major as it can get. But it's not the best course for me. Man, so Skip's Farmers. This is what he talked about with Phoenix, with Skip and Phoenix. Yeah, I don't think it's less a course issue. He was something like, "Well, I'm 50. I'm not sure I'll ever play it again. I've done it enough." So, Phil, Phil might be going through an existential crisis. Quite honestly, I think that is a. It's like a, a late midlife crisis. Something there's yeah something going on there. Okay. That's Any other riff riff stuff? I mean, this it was a wild week. I mean, but didn't didn't Kucher go back though? Didn't like after like after I think that was the next quote? week. No, I thought he made it right at Riviera and was like hat, hat in hand. I don't I know. Think. Maybe Whatever. maybe he did. I, don't, I, I thought don't like know. within the week he he put his hat in hand and was like, "I'm gonna give him fifty grand or something." I think he gave him fifty grand. Maybe because because they were going on to Mexico the next week. It, it might have gotten resolved. I remember. I don't know. Mooch. I think I think everybody was calling him Mooch. <laughs> I think it wasn't he being heckled pretty regularly at Riviera that became like a big thing because his quotes just escalated it so much. And then, like, I think he just had to have it resolved that week. This was also the week he said, What is this PJ Tour live under par thing? Right? During that like advisory board meeting at Riviera. Yeah. What's this PGA Tour live under par stuff? All right. Live under par. Live under par. Whatever. 
All right. Moving on. Moving on. All right. W uh, WGC Mexico championship. DJ just boat races the field, gets his 20th win, beats Rory by five shots. Another instance of Rory kind of close, but no cigar late Sunday struggles, so to speak. Um, what do you win by? I think he won by five shots over JT. Maybe I'm looking at the wrong leaderboard either way. So he'd be, I think he beat JT. Uh, he beat Rory Let's by five. See. I'll let you know. I'll, I'll pull I up. picked the wrong. I think either way. So, uh, this is a tweet from Kyle Porter. Rory's playing great, playing out of his mind, but just not winning. You know, we saw this at Kapalua. We saw it at Farmers. He was kind of in the mix. Uh, just regular Riviera played okay. Can't close I... on Sundays, though. This yeah. Is so in Mexico, saying. this is via Kyle. He was tee to green first, proximity first, off the tee third, around the green ninth, putting 11th, and he wasn't even close to DJ. So, um, what else? The big thing on Sunday was like the cart cart path issue. You remember this? Oh yeah. So DJ's ball like is in the bottom of a tree trunk. Yeah. And he, dropped. he's trying to get he's the- trying to come out backwards just to just to like get anywhere any kind of club on the ball, and that stance to hit it backwards is like on the edge of the cart path. Rory has the similar kind of issue later. It's not in the tree trunk. And he's like trying to aim at like a fairway over, not even the right hole. And, you know, does this wide stance thing like the, what was that? Senator from Idaho, Larry Craig. It's a wide stance uh, in the airport bathroom stall. Um, So he does, and he doesn't get the ruling. So DJ gets the drop, immediately drops out of the tree trunk, hits it, doesn't punch out, hits it up on the green. (laughs) Rory doesn't get his drop and has to, you know, just chop out sideways. Uh, Europe tour, Europe, Europe, sorry, European press just kind of outraged at this. <laughs> Keep in mind, DJ like smoked him one by five. Guardian article, cart path ruling helps Dustin Johnson hold off Rory McElroy. He wasn't holding off is such a mischaracterization. Uh, they said, <laughs> you know, it was just so much stuff like it was against the spirit of the game people are really worked up about this dj drop would i think dj was just like listen i'm standing on the path trying to chop out ricky was penalized a shot for a knee-high drop yes. he went shoulder yes. high like played it up to the hole like then thought about it, it as like oh shit i didn't do the knee height thing gets gets the penalty for that uh more you- rules drama you got super worked up about that, if I recall. Uh, I think this came right after Mike Davis had called the rules changes a huge success, while Marty Slumbers was like, it's a work in progress. We're sorting through things. <laughs> <laughs> um, on Monday, so Monday in Mexico, everybody's furious about the J.B. Holmes thing. Like, pace of play is destroyed in this game. You just ruined one of the best events on tour riviera like should never be a tough watch it was horrible so what does the tour do real pace of play killing the game monday big announcement players can wear shorts during practice rounds of pro and pro ams now just like such a you know contrast in tones like like that that being the big thing like the problem they're addressing 
we have a golf's biggest events graphic nbc takes over so they're they're the rights holders for the tour championship so a lot of big golf's biggest events graphics um the orchids of of championships the orchids of asia bust goes down this week so robert Kraft gets busted and uh swamp gets raided yeah, a lot, lot of tension down in uh, Jupiter, where a lot of golfers happen to live. There's rumors of bigger fish out there than Robert Kraft. There's all these. I can't tweets. believe how that got covered up. Yeah, that's gone away. Like, all that came out that week was this uh, Corda sister boyfriend. Yeah, Del Preti. Yeah, that, that's the only thing I could find. Like, that's the only thing that happened this week in terms of reporting on a golf website related to Orchids of Asia um <clears throat> i got one what's that tiger uh didn't address the press on sunday gave the exclusive to golf tv just got every every uh crusty old journalist just in yeah. there all fired up well i was trying not to dovetail that right with uh the previous news item because there were a lot of conspiracy theories running around that um yeah tiger Shoots 66 on a Friday. He makes, remember, he makes that big, what he called the duck slice out of the bunker. You know, he spun it across the green. That was an unbelievable shot. Yeah. He disclosed to Golf TV that he eats seven meals a day, usually steak and potatoes. Bryson could, uh, is probably following his steps. The the first tea announcer does this. You know how they do the the first tea announcer in Mexico is very, you know, enthusiastic. He goes, Tiger, Tiger, Tiger Woods. Tiger promptly hits a five wood out of bounds to start the tournament. Right after this big, exciting intro. OB starts with the double bogey. Um, Brandel, this is the Tiger section. Brandel says that Tiger played in a conservative way that he absolutely had to know could not win him the tournament. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Dave Rory just pounding drivers. And Tiger hitting five woods, and Brandel says like he did. He played. He played in a way that he knew could never win. Um, yeah, Tiger. He talks to Golf TV, but does no media for two the whole weekend. It was just very odd. And that's not like he's allowed to do that. I'll give him a pass because he talks so much more than all the other players. He never skips out. And Rory, Phil, people like that, they always blow out after you know they're pissed off about a round or stuff like that. Um, the Bryson Neuropeak article came out. Yes, I knew the DVDs. He's watching all the DVDs. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's like where he's wearing, isn't he wearing like the gold helmet, like yes. a plated helmet? Dr. Tim Royer is quoted in this article if he keeps going at the rate he's going, from a neurological standpoint, he'll be untouchable. Well, that's good. So he's untouchable from a neurological standpoint. Now he's bulked up to you know he's on his way to a 46 inch waist i don't you know, he's gonna be untouchable there untouchable in a lot of areas um then also bryson goes nuts on the putting green remember he tomahawk oh, yeah. right when they were doing live from rich beams on like sky sports it was a euro tour so yeah. they're set up they got the set on the putting green and Bryson's in the background, tomahawking the putting green. And people are like, how how much how have you ever been stirred to such anger on a putting green? You know, you're not even in competition. And he's slamming his putter, 
Kabbalah, this comes the week after he took a chunk out of the bunker at Riv. He's also beaten up the punting green in Mexico. Issues an apology next day on Twitter. I want to apologize to my fans, fellow players, and the staff at Chapultepec for my actions following the round yesterday. I'm an extremely passionate player, and I'm always working on ways to be better. I'm certainly not perfect, but I respect the ground staff and the game of golf, and I'm focused on working harder on this, just like I do my golf game. So that was the big thing, the tomahawk. Uh, also this week, Amy Olson was backstopping. You remember that was like maybe the worst oh, yeah. instance of that because it hit it actually hit the ball. And then the fist pump. It fist bumped with Aria Jutanagard. You know, she's like in tears after people on social media that go nuts on. She says there's no collusion or no intent. Uh, that was like the, the big thing this week. But yeah, that's it for WGC Mexico. I'll leave the rest on the cutting room floor. All right. All right. You know What's what else next? was going on? Oh, PR. Puerto, Puerto Rico. Puerto this, Rico. The notes are very short for this one. This Good. will actually be a brief Let's one. not go crazy. Martin Trainer wins his, uh, it was his ninth start on the PGA Tour. He had made three cuts. His best finish was T28. Uh, before the win, yep, he, he recorded three more made cuts after this event, and uh, after he won, so he he this, missed. This was like he missed Derek the top Ernst, 30. Derek Ernst situation potentially. Yeah, he's got two year exemption. Right, now. right. Um, we also saw the return of Charlie Wee to professional <laughs> golf. We, I we had. Like- we had a field just, you know, this became a theme with the opposite field events. Just This is where Spike McCroy came into our life. Oh, yeah. I believe. We had Heath Slocum, uh, Appleby, like a... B, Jonathan Kay, Lick Lighter, Tim Heron, <laughs> Dickie Pride, Chris Smith, Pant Man, Rob, Pam- <laughs> Rob Pampling, Angel Cabrera, Rusty, Ken Duke. Goosen, Gomez, McCroy, Hamilton, Guy Boros, and Neil Lancaster. Sure, of course. In this event. That was the big story from Puerto Rico. This was where, uh, after they had the year off for the hurricane, the return yeah. of the Puerto Rico Open. So uh, that's that's all I got. Good, good. That's fantastic. All right. Um, Moving I, on I, to Honda. Swamp are you league. going to Honda? Okay. All right. That's right. Swamp League. Is this what we're officially calling Honda now? Swamp Week? I think that's a good name for it. All right, let's do it. Swamp Week. Swamp Week. Like Shark Week. Swamp <laughs> Week. Sure. Um, Keith Mitchell won. Oh, no name. No name wins the yeah. Honda, right? No name champion. The headline in the Palm Beach Post the, post the next day. They like made him write an editorial. Like, apologize. Apologize. People got so mad. There was I got, actual context, but there was context, I right? I, I regret getting mad. Everybody missed the context. All right. So he beat, uh, you know who finished runner-up? Brooksy, right? Maybe? It yeah. wasn't Brooks involved and, in And Ricky. Oh, okay. The Rick. eternal bridesmaid. <laughs> you know who also was in the hunt Sunday? Uh, 56-year-old Vijay Singh. Oh shit! I Legitimately, forgot. almost won the tournament. <laughs> I forgot about this. 
lead up of the tournament was all about Honda got completely screwed by uh, new new schedule. schedule. Yeah. They went Who's that from- guy down there, Ken Kennerly, maybe runs yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they got they worked so hard to get that thing up and run, you know, flying high, and then they got screwed. Just completely shit on. They got Elev- WGC, WGC, or they got elevated ribbed. WGC, w- them elevated Bay Hill, gold standard, gold standard, just. Everybody's skipping Honda. Honda, yeah, completely screwed. Um, so the 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 strength of field went from just under five hundred five years ago <clears throat> to three hundred this year. Disgrace. So uh, rules drama. Peak. This was peak rules drama oh. week. I mean, everything blew <laughs> the fuck up this week. <laughs> I mean, everything. We've we've talked about it almost every week. Some rules drama, and this is when the the nuclear bomb went off, and yeah. everybody went absolutely nuts. Yeah, it started yeah. with Ricky, the dump drop, <laughs> right? Yeah. This was a week after he got the one shot penalty. The penalty. So, so he rinsed one, and okay. on PGA Tour Live. <laughs> He, he squatted down and dropped it from right under his ass. Knee high. Knee high, though. To set an example. <laughs> uh. So he, uh, he, his, his quotes after golf is trying to appeal to a younger audience, get people into the game, wanted to look cool. While I was sitting at home the first couple of weeks of the year, and me and some buddies were making fun of the new drop rule. It looks terrible. It does. I mean, it looked it looked weird. I mean, we got Bryson not helping matters in Kapalua. So the the event that really set everybody off was uh, Adam Shank gets popped with a caddy alignment rule when his caddy and him oh, were having. I forgot a com- about that. They were having a conversation. I forgot about that. So this is what set everything off and uh and jt went nuclear so we had the mccarthy one shank how okay. all right you had ricky get the week before get penalized for the yeah. illegal drop then guys are professionals the dump, dump and they, yeah whatever okay so he did the dump drop the lineup thing was a little like just really arbitrary how you decide and you this know. is so. This is before before the event. Here are some quotes. Yeah. Um, Horschel, my buddies at home are making fun of these rules. People in the greater world of golf are making fun of them. Some of the changes are good. Some of them are bad. But I told the USGA, you guys aren't the main influencer in the game of golf like you were 30, 40, 50 years ago. <laughs> PGA Tour players are now the biggest influencer Ooh. in the game of golf. Oh my God the hell out of here what the golfer at home sees on tv they're going to copy us my buddies at home billy horschel's buddies at home let's <laughs> let's create a game can't based wait to off go hang out with him and his <laughs> buddies at home <laughs> all right um so jt day before the honda i think they're terrible um and in the first round he bent that's the what sh- he said yeah in the first round, he bent 
the shaft of his nine iron, hitting a tree on the tenth hole. And the new rules wouldn't allow him to replace the club the way the old rules would have. Unable to repair the club as the new rules allow, he played the final eight holes with 13 clubs. Thomas said he probably couldn't have replaced the nine iron in timely fashion anyways with his backup at his home in Jupiter down the road. He says, uh, you can just add that one to the list of rules that don't make any sense, is what he said. So God. after the shank penalty, the JTUSGA beef <laughs> ensues. So good. So JT quote tweets um, Rod Bory. He says, totally agree. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. I didn't totally. realize that was the origin. Okay. Totally agree. I'm I more so say things in hopes that the USGA starts communicating with the current players to better the game and the sport. The rules are rules. No getting past that. Just hoping going forward communication is had and all golfers benefit from any changes. <clears throat> USGA, USGA comes back. Claps USGA back. USGA PR. PR. Right? USGA okay. PR. Claps PR. back. Justin, we need to talk. You've canceled every meeting we've planned with you, but we are reaching out again. Oh, my God. We were at the first five events and tournaments last year, and your tour has had a seat at the table for seven years. We'd love nothing more than to give you a seat. Call us. Just escalates things significantly. I mean, everybody was gone. Everybody immediately quotes it's like, oh, Mike Trump, it's on. You know, USGA popping back in public fashion. Then the USGA replies. Who do you think tweeted that? I, I don't know. Jason Gore? No, I'm just kidding. Jason Gore wasn't a part yet. Not yet. He Mike hadn't Davis. Been appointed I think Mike Davis is on Twitter. I doubt it. Somebody told me they claim they know who did it, but uh, wouldn't tell me. So, okay. Justin, so this is the USGA's next week. Just, uh, PR, USGA PR. Justin, thanks for connecting with us offline. We look <laughs> forward to meeting with you and talking through these issues. It's clear we both want to do what's right by the game. Oh, my God. Connecting offline. Right after you just kind of lit the fire online, very publicly online, started, started the bonfire. Thanks for connecting with us offline. They walked it back, right? Yeah. So JT post round. It was okay. a little shocking. It was a little upsetting just because it was inaccurate. I haven't canceled anything, especially any meetings, but it is what it is. And all I want is the best for the game of golf and the best for the sport. And that's what we're going to try to communicate with each other to get that. It's unfortunate. It just, it really hurt me. A little melodramatic. Oh, it hurt him. Yeah. That's what's with the Honda and, and Justin's Thomas's feelings, you know, it's two years in a row, his fans thrown out. Yeah. His feelings are hurt by the, the USGA PR account. It's not the friendly confines. Home cooking no. is not good. For no. AT. Life's best on the road. We might need to go to the Honda. I mean, we get all these, you know, people want us to, you know, friends. Zacharias is down there, right? I, we could go hang out at the woods. I want to I want to recreate my 11 hour woods day. 
Oh, I would love to be there for that. <laughs> we have to pace ourselves, but I would love to do that. Uh, okay. Bodenheimer. It's very clear there's a certain level of discomfort with some tour players. Certainly not all. And we are working to address that with certain rules. So mad. I forgot how much this just consumed the entire like first quarter of the season. Furick, they've said they want a better relationship with players, but that tweet sure doesn't help things from oh, last night. That's right. When I went to breakfast this morning, that's what all everyone was talking about, and it really wasn't positive. <laughs> Maddie Fitz, though. Oh, yeah. The Euros, the Euros are they always all, a great yeah. balance to the yep. to the to the spoon-fed PGA Tour. Yeah. Yep. Maddie Fitz, I find it ridiculous that the USGA and the RNA are getting so much abuse about these new rules. The rules there to help. The problem is these rules officials themselves giving out the penalty. It is their job to be fair and realize players are not being lined up for their organization. That is the truth. Is that right. all these rules officials are the ones that hand out the penalty. They're like right. the cop. That is yeah. driving. If you're going, your wife's pregnant and you're rushing to the hospital, you're not getting a fucking speeding ticket. Yeah, right, right, right. Slugger the, White is the fucking problem. <laughs> They're not, their interpretations were kind of askew, is what you're saying. My favorite spinoff of this whole thing happened on the JT tweet. What was that? Patton Kazire and Andrew Landry. Uh, yeah. I have this. Is this for? Yeah. Yeah. Bay Hill week. No, no. I think this, this was on the JT tweet. Okay. It was on the JT. You must okay. have infringed on my territory here. No, that's whatever. It's fine. It's all the same. Patton knee high is fine. Flag stick in is fine. Tapping down spikes, mar spike marks is great. Caddy accidentally being behind you at some point during your setup, resulting in a penalty, is asinine. Every penalty assessed since the rules changes, the player gained no advantage. You know, this is a perfectly reasonable tweet, actually. <laughs> yeah. Didn't he have something else, though? I don't, I, I don't know. Do you have something else in there? Um, I got I thought... So Landry replied to that. Great rule, said no one ever. Patton Kazire on the shank on the shank rolling. So Andrew Landry is the big one, the big doofus. I have the whole chain. I have it too. Go for it. Go for it. Andrew Golf Landry. guy. Golf guy, Chris. <laughs> Golf guy, Chris. So Landry. PGA tour is a player's tour tour. We should fight to have our own rules and only follow the USGA and RNA once a year at our US Open in the open. Still blows my mind to this day that you were a two-time PGA Tour winner in the same season and couldn't and can't get into our Open. New rules are garbage, Mister October. He's standing up for Mister October. I for, what's he mad about? What does he know the the U.S. Open isn't run by the PGA Tour? He's, no, he's just mad that got, that a PGA Tour win doesn't guarantee you a spot in the U.S. Open. That they 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 don't care if you want beat up on some some. Mayakova, yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> Amazing. So golf guy seventy seven, Chris. Yeah. Yeah. At golf guy seventy seven. This is might have been between the shoveling the shoveling snow. Yeah. Tweets and this. Yeah. These were great. Just Chris, uh, if you if you have your rules, your own rules, will you please promise to stop calling in rules officials to take drops from a hazard or a cart path? Landry responds, we call in rules officials on everything now because the rules have changed so much, we don't even know them anymore. We don't want to have instances where we sign a wrong scorecard to get DQ'd. Chris's response, spectacular. <laughs> Honest question, do you carry a rules book in your golf bag? Landry, no. <laughs> uh, so good. All right, I got one more thing. I'm Didn't sorry. Landry, he called the new rules garbage, right? Did we get that quote? Yeah. Called them garbage. Okay. What's your, what else you got? Uh, so Brooks. <laughs> the Honda. Brooks at the Honda. So his caddy says, Ricky Elliott says, he wasn't ever really looking for attention. It's obviously come his way through his good play last year, and he's a regular guy. He's going to answer a question honestly. He's not out to get the attention. It's coming his way now, and he feels like he's in a position where he can take the game forward and voice his opinion because that's what the top players are supposed to do. So Kepka says, you're actually getting the real me now. I think before I was just trying to be politically correct and not stir any bubbles. Just go, <laughs> just kind of go on with things and, and be unnoticed. To be honest with you, I feel like now we're, where I've put myself in the game, I kind of established myself and feel I actually have a voice and it will be heard. Stir any bubbles was my favorite thing. All right. Justin Rose made slow play comments. Do you want him? Sure. Given that he's a fucking tortoice. <laughs> he iced Gary Woodland at Pebble. He's not a fast player. No, he's not. He's not. I love playing in two balls, but we don't really get to experience until we move away from the West Coast on the PGA Tour. It's oh, amazing yeah. the difference that makes. When you play your first two ball of the year, it feels like you're running running around. I tend to watch the crowd when certain players get over the ball and see their reaction to how long it takes them to hit a shot. It can be quite funny to see the reaction, looks of disbelief, and sometimes chuckles in reaction to a guy taking so long. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I try to use it as amusement and a diversion rather than letting it frustrate me. <laughs> Coming from a guy who aim points his way around the fucking golf course. All right. Honda All right. week. Honda week was chaos. Uh, the dump drop. Okay. Just uh, dovetailing off the, the rules complaints. You talk about Fitzy bringing a little balance. There was also <clears throat> going into Bay Hill week, which I have next. We had Padraig Harrington, another Euro. Defense of the USGR, USGA and RNA, the rule on aligning up a player is a modification of an old rule. A caddy can't stand directly behind a player as he's hitting. The, this amendment being one of around 20 changes has come about with extensive input from our tournament referees and players. 
Then Thomas Bjorn, another Euro, bringing a little kind of balance, as you said. The pro game doing their own rules would have a massive, massive effect on how kids play the game. Kids imitate pros. I think it's incorrect to say that pros loathe the governing bodies who sometimes disagree with them. We should be careful with how we go forward. This is with Andrew Landry's like escalation that we need our own rules really kind of made people, I don't know, tense up. I hate seeing caddies aligning players, Bjorn said. Is that why you practice? If the rule states you can't stand behind your player, why do it? You know, just don't have them standing back there. It's interesting that the RNA and USGA are coming in for so much criticism from players and caddies. Players from all over the world were asked their opinions about which rules should change. So were the tour refs and officials. I think they just listened. So Bjorn and Heron, like it had really escalated with JT, right? And Landry, because uh, like it just, it was just really getting hot. And Ricky doing the drop. And then you had Bjorn and Harrington and Fitzy just bring a little like, hey, like it's also the, the application of the rules too, where the issue is. Balance. Yeah. They're, they're, unfortunately, they play on a different tour. There's no real checks and balances to right, right to the PGA Tour Cowboys. <laughs> okay, Bay Hill. There's a uh, European invasion of the uh, leaderboard. Francesco Molinari wins by two at the ridiculous Sunday 64. This is when, like, you know, Molinari's coming off the Ryder Cup. Mollywood. Mollywood. He's just on fire. Going in the Masters before number 12 of the Masters. Rory Shoots. was leading, right? Yes, he was leading. Completely barfed. And Fitzy was in there. Yeah, Fitzy came in second. Fitzy, another kind of frequent bridesmaid. Um, Rory shot a Sunday 72, his worst round of the week. Or, it was yeah. a big Sunday in Chicago. This is the biggest Sunday in Chicago since the NFL season ended. March 10th? Yeah. What happened? Fitzy was in contention. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you got me on that one. <laughs> I was not following. It's late. Um, Northwestern alum. That's right. Okay. So Molinari shot at 64. It's just ridiculous. Uh, eight birdies, no bogeys. Made a 43-footer on the 18th. Remember, like, the Tiger line? Mm-hmm. Maybe even a little longer. Rolls it in to cap it off. Wins by two. Um, <laughs> Azinger, Paul Azinger, is now at NBC. On Mo- Molinari's putt right before he hits it on 18 at the API. He's had some big moments in his career, but I don't know if there were any bigger than this. Guy just won the Open in the Ryder Cup. 5-0 <laughs> and at the Ryder Cup. He's got a putt. Not even the final group, but Bay Hill. And Paul Hazinger. He I don't know if he's had any bigger moment in his career than this. Not, not, not. That's, the, a, that's a good, good start. Not the most precise uh, characterization. Is, uh, have we... Is is Azinger heading towards McCord? Uh, I don't think you can say that, but I don't know. I don't know. I I, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I, no comment. I, I I try to process where he's headed, but it's it's a worthy question. I'll say that. Um, the Rory and Carson podcast debuts this week. On Carson. Carson is on scene at Bay Hill and hijacks the press conference. Just imagine like 
Oh, there was, a, you know, that big eruption with old golf media this week. Just imagine Carson Daly taking the microphone and doing his little little giggle giggle routine with Rory say, saying, hey, I, his question was like, Rory, I heard you have this like awesome new podcast coming out. Like, tell us more about it. Can you imagine that? Rory's got a media session and you get a question wasted with that. Carson Daly. Um. So we had fun with that all, all year. You did your little Carson impression on the voice. People really appreciated your Carson Daly impression. Um, you did a flashback Friday this week on Rod Pampling. Oh, yeah. He didn't get into the event. He's one of the few like former champs that doesn't get the invitational event. We made a call to action for people to hold up free pamps signs on the first tee. Um. Also this week, Phil commits to the players after saying he might skip it, but then also says he's going to play a practice round before, for sure, before deciding he'll play, for sure. He missed missed the cut, right, at Bay Hill? Uh, I don't know that he did. I think he did. Maybe he he had, he, he had that fence. Yeah, I got that down. So he tried to play righty from behind the mesh fence. And it's just got rolled up in the, and it's like the mesh fencing. After he said, I actually thought the ball was going to get on the green. It went like three feet in front of him, just rolled up. Um, I totally forgot about this, but Tiger WD. Do you remember this? Yeah. Yeah. It was neck. WD is with a neck strain. And it was just odd. So he plays. The whole timing was a little weird, right? So he plays, he said it went back several weeks, then plays four rounds in Mexico after Riviera, and then WD's here. Doesn't talk to the media, and then WD's at Bay Hill. It was just an odd, we just thought we were headed for more not great something Tiger News, you know? Day WD too. I got it. I got it. Day WD, Jason Day WD, six holes into it. Goes. I remember watching that PGA Tour live. He was playing awful. He was terrible. So WD, six days, six holes into it. He's got all these quotes. He's like, my back was sore when I was practicing last week from Tuesday to Saturday. I was going to practice on Sunday. I couldn't walk up. Um, He's like, I was on a dose pack. Not, not yet as far as we know not doing balloons to try to get inflammation out of it didn't get any better so he didn't play any practice rounds i couldn't play it 100 percent today so i just wanted to see if i could get out here and maybe i've loosened up but unfortunately it didn't so i pulled out right away just like this was really the peak of like come on there's guys on the alternate list you didn't you practice all last week then you haven't practiced at all this week goes to disney world you know, Tron, Tron Carter tweets him pictures of him in line at Disney World. The Aussie press is very upset about this. You know, tell him to have privacy. Keep respect his privacy. Uppercut yourself for taking this picture, which Tron didn't take, but whatever. Like, he's in an open-air public space. And he wasn't, like, making fun of him for the WD. He's allowed to go to Disney World. It's not implying that he's, you know, working out there. But whatever. Um and then he's like, he's like on the range at he's on at, at TPC Sawgrass full go Monday. It was just a very odd 
another odd sequence for day just the whole thing happening six holes into it after he says he didn't think he could play all day and he just tries it and burns a spot and the alternate doesn't get in was kind of bs it was a bad look yeah bad look for day um da points main nace i know you're always looking for reasons to mention da points you know where he went to high school i do where the, pr- the pride of pekin pekin the Pekin Chinks. That sounds politically incorrect. <laughs> Unbelievable. That was the name of their high school until like that five years ago. Completely. How insane is that? Inappropriate. That existed. What? Yeah, uh, the Pekin Chinks. What the hell? Horrible. Horrible. Um, okay, uh, so he made an ace after, you know... One of these where he just like was disgusted with it as soon as he hit the ball, screaming at the ball to go, and it just rolls right in. Kind of looked like a doofus. Um, there's a little bit of a rules war detente this week. Jay Monahan sends a memo to the players that immediately gets out. Right, it's like guys, like we had input in these rules. Let's stop complaining about them. We'll figure it out. Like let's get our act together. Um, USGAPR totally backtracked because <laughs> after further and more direct conversation with Justin Thomas, we realized he did not avoid a discussion with the USGA nor cancel any meetings, which is a pretty not great look for the USGAPR account, <laughs> whether that's true or not. <laughs> um, so there was like a simmering here. USGA calms down. Monahan sends a memo. Um, David Duval was heard on air saying uh, golf's five majors which I could play but I'm not going to Uh, Chuck Chuck Hoffman calls Instagram stories from TPC Sawgrass with uh, the caption super pumped for the first major of the year oh god um Pat and Gazire was talking about how it was our championship and they considered it considered it a major. He also talked about how he played the practice round. It was going to be longer and softer, which you popped him for. He said, soft, the exact opposite of championship golf and never Pete dies in tension. Hashtag not my first major. <laughs> um, this is all just like Bay Hill getting upstaged by the players. The player's theme music comes out. I guess we We debated on whether it costs more than an entire web.com tour event purse. Yes, it definitely did. (laughs) It had to have, right? Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, And then another upstaging moment. PGA Tour Live cutting out of the damn tournament at hand at Bay Hill to show players arriving in the range at TPC Sawgrass up the road for the players. Do you remember that? Like yeah, as if it's, it's like insane. Masters Week. Awful. You remember that? Yeah. How angry people. Showing people arrive at the range on Sunday for the players. It's like, it's like the NBA when they show the guys arriving. For yeah. the... Except the tournament wasn't five, it was five days away and there was a real tournament actually happening down in Orlando. An elevated status event. Right. <laughs> also this week, Ernie Ells talked to Mark Canizaro, the New York Post. The subject was Augusta National. 
to be honest I don't with know you, if I'm ready for this. To be honest with you, I won't miss the place. I've had enough of it, especially the last five years. I've played it terrible. <laughs> Called it a fucking nightmare. <laughs> to be <laughs> when it things stings you, it keeps stinging you. When it gives to you, it keeps on giving. I've seen that with Gary Player. I've seen it with Jack Nicholas. I've got a love-hate relationship with the place. It was always almost like a curse to me. It was not a romantic deal. It was a fucking nightmare for the most part. Then I start disliking the place when you really shouldn't. I try to keep my honor for the golf course and the people because the members are great and the course is actually great, but it just doesn't want to give me anything. And I was finally like, you know what? That's fine. Let's move on. It's like, shit, it's not giving me anything. How many times do you want to run into a wall? That's how I felt in my last couple of years. I didn't want to say it before. I don't have any bad feelings about it. It's just the way it is. I've had enough of it. Move on. It's a unique place, but I'm done with it. And it's done with me. So, some good quotes from you don't hear. Big people, Earn. You don't hear people talk about Augusta that way too often. Big Hearn went to the top rope. <laughs> He's an honest man. We saw it this week or last week at the President's Cup. That's true. He's not afraid to say stuff. <laughs> Saying it needs to get away from the PGA tour. But yeah, just I, I don't know what his mood or temperament was when he was talking to Canazaro about this, but he let it rip. Effing nightmare. Effing so, nightmare. That's all I got for Bay Hill. Another uh, big week for Molinari. So uh, right. Tiger WD. Can we just talk about that? Like just for a second. Like I, I just, the when we look back on it, I don't know. Did we see yeah. this mass, masters thing coming? So it was, I, I, this was a big, you know, black mark for Tiger. It's like, oh, he'll never be back. Yeah. So, okay. Go ahead. Where are we Players. going next? Oh. This is a joint one. This is okay. the end of, end of the line for this recording session. Whatever this is, part whatever. I, I when when I started this recording, the the this this basketball game was in the first quarter. That's on yeah. the TV to the left of me. Yeah. And I just looked and this, there's seven minutes left in the fourth quarter. When we started this recording, I had four kids and now I have five. Yeah. Basically. So, okay. The players championship joint, joint effort here. Do you want to start with some of yours or what? Well, I mean, the new Prince of Pontevedra was crowned. Winner. Roy McElroy. Official Finally. coronation. Finally gets done on a Sunday after bunch of close calls he wins by one shot over jim furick who saw that yeah. coming i will say i'll go into furick now that you mentioned him that was one of the cooler moments of the season oh I yeah thought. like really cool making a run getting emotional remember he almost hold it jarred it on uh 18 yeah i think his drive was like going it was really tucked to the water on the left tight <laughs> flirting with it and then he almost jarred his his approach shot um i remember joel D damon i got this quote from jolie d who played with him i got to play with tiger recently i got to play with rory i got to play with rom i got to play with all of them damon said today the last three or four holes were as cool as any of those days for sure and i know jim was really feeling it it was just like kind of a cool moment he thought you're a decade you know, team <laughs> i don't know get the fuck out of here <laughs> anyways we forget about that he was you know it just the Ryder cup had ended in ignominy it was just a good 
cool moment for him. He was very emotional after it, and it was just odd. Mr. So. 58. One shot behind All Rory. decade team. One shot behind Rory. Okay. What else you got? Hey, he's competed, contended in a major at an older age than Phil has. What are we talking uh, What major was it? The players. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Threw me a curveball there. All right. <laughs> Big news. Well, there was five guys tied for the lead late Sunday. Yep. That ROM thing was with the caddy. Did you, oh, you yeah. have this? Oh, yeah. You have it? Oh, I got it. Too. Scrubbed from the internet by the PGA. Well, not scrubbed from the internet. Scrubbed from official channels, but it's on YouTube. You want to look for it. It's oh, out. I didn't look for it. Did you find it? Oh, yeah. It's on okay. YouTube. Bo- you bootleg version. No, I mean, it's just. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the issue was the bigger controversy, the PGA Tour tweeting the whole thing, right? And then Rom's agent, which we heard about, Rom's agent getting pissy and uh, telling him to take it down, and they took it down that Sunday night. He's, you know, he kind of looked not that smart, which is fine. He's young. He's getting used to you know, He's still working through his course management or whatever. His caddy, Adam Hayes, very adamantly trying to talk him out of playing an eight iron from the sand drawing it 30 yards over water, over a bunker against a pretty stiff wind really has no hope. Just, you know, pop it out to the right and play up to the green. Rom, of course, you know, Hayes is shaking his head. No, no, please don't do this. Rom does it. hits it right into the middle. Like not even close middle of the hazard. Did you get his quotes after? And his quote, well, his quote allegedly so he storms out of this bunker. He goes, I was so sure the first time. There was like this insinuation that he was mad at his caddy had kind of destroyed his confidence and the ability to pull off this one in like 50 shot, even for someone as talented as Rom. He's like, I was so sure the first time he kind of like screwed me up. Well, and, and just one the bigger 50 is what you think. <laughs> the bigger John Rom thinks. What did he say? He said, he said, when I first got to the ball, I was really sure I could do it. If you gave me give me ten balls besides that one, I I'll hit the other nine onto the onto oh on land. Unfortunately, I got a little bit of doubt in me. From the caddy? Yes. What a dick. I mean, the bigger scandal, in my opinion, was the tour tweeting the video and then being coaxed out of taking it down because it might have looked made Rom look, you know, not like a. I don't know, class act choir boy. I, I I don't get it. It was fine. It was perfectly fine. It was genuine. It wasn't scandalous at all. So, all right, what else we got? Webb Simpson was penalized one shot for because his putter got caught in his shirt and, this, and it moved his ball an inch. Oh, I didn't have that. I forgot about that. Did you have the HV3 penalty? Uh-uh. He got penalized for assembling a club on oh, the course. Oh, forgot about that. It was such a weird rule. Like his his driver got broke uh, broke on the range, so like you have to bring it out like intact. He started with thirteen, would have been fine, but he's like screwed the head on the shaft on the course for some reason. Like and somehow that was the yeah. Penalty. If the guy had screwed it off the course and brought it on, he would have been fine. Which like it makes sense. Like you don't want players adjusting clubs during a round, but. It, he started with 13 and just happened to assemble it 
yeah near the course so um kepka admits to losing weight and <laughs> yardage right. right right when you go from 212 pounds to 190 there's not uh there's not as much weight going forward through the ball i don't have as much feel i just feel out of sorts <clears throat> Kepka said the sacrifice has been worth it. <laughs> and that it's only four months of his career. I don't know. He looked a little waifish in those photos that ended up coming out in August, right? Yeah. Looked a little too too thin, in my opinion. Um <laughs> that would lead to the self-sabotage comments at the Masters. Yeah. I forgot about. <laughs> Can I tell you a FedEx Cup gra- graphic that was put up this week? I saw this actually. Well, no, this is separate. No, the Jim Furyk, the Jim Furyk one, the last two seasons one. Yeah. What FedEx Cup summer career results in the FedEx Cup first ten seasons, and they just list eight top thirty, nine top seventy, ten in the top one twenty five. Last two se- seasons zero zero zero. The guy's forty eight. He was like a part time player. <laughs> He's also the Ryder Cup captain. He he stopped playing. Why are we talking about his FedEx Cup career in March at the Players' Championship? And how he, you know, was in the top 38 of his first 10 seasons. It was the worst, most poorly timed graphic. They also, you see, there was a Kyle Porter tweet I reheated today of uh, Rory. Rory, standing on 18th tee. And they put as his like notable career achievement 2016 FedEx Cup champion. This was the year of the graphics. It was just, I mean, this was the year of yeah. <laughs> the big tour getting getting their hooks in a lot of stuff here. Yeah, a lot of leverage over over the <laughs> golf channel when the rights negotiations going down. Um there was a quote from Rory. He said, I hit driver off the first because I saw Phil do it. And that put me that put myself out of position a little bit. Never a good idea. Just I saw Phil do it. I wanted to do it. And then I was out of position. Sorry. Um, what else do you got? Um, I got fan vote Friday. Before we get into that, let me just do this real quick. Tiger made a quad on seven or a quad uh, on 17. Yeah, the drop, seven. the island green drop. I, it was going hard at the back pin. Went over the first time. Went from the drop zone. Just airmailed it. Also, here's a note I made at the time. So th- this event, it's big, but it's not a major. So it puts the broadcast in all these like tongue twister moments, right? But they want to make it big, but they're not. They don't want to exactly call it a major because they know well people like us will jump on their ass. It was referred to. As a mega event, one of the biggest events, the first championship of championship season, the purest test, the which purest I, test. you might have an umbrage with, I don't know, purest, what way, an what? unparalleled test, the gold standard, the biggest event of the year, dot, 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 so far, dot, 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 in golf, so specify it. It was also called the ultimate paradox. I don't even know what that means. So it's just like, I think this should be a game next year when we're watching the players. How do we refer to this to thread some awkward needle of it being a substantial event that occupies its own territory that's not a major championship? 
All right. The the 12th hole turned into par three this year. Is that right? Well, nobody made a double bogey. Nobody made a six. Did everybody lay up or did people go for it? I can't. 76% of the field went for the green. Oh, that's right. Okay. It's just a long par three. The first year, very few people went for it. 17. The first year was the best iteration. It's just gotten worse and worse. Shackleford wrote, (laughs) Astoundingly, no double bogey was made the entire tournament. (laughs) While that is definitely not a barometer for architectural merit, the lack of a big number suggests that the cooks, waitstaff, busboys, hostesses, and even valet parkers in Ponte Vedra have overcooked architect Steve Lenzloff's effort to inject life into the back nine. Oh, <laughs> um, that's amazing. You, uh, Rose, so Rose used the word target five times in 40 seconds when yeah. talking about the change to March. Use the word target. Uh, Kevin Na did the quick walk. The Tiger impersonated it, and there was much content about that. You, you, you predicted strongly that Tiger would declare it a major at his press conference. Do you remember that? Yes. That? You were very into that conspiracy. Um, Just like Arnold Palmer. <laughs> that's right. The Slovak flag was flying on the driveway. You know, they have a flag of all the co- uh, countries. That was up. But the big scandal beforehand, Golf Channel didn't have the graphic on the bottom line. Everybody's flag was next to them. And Sabatini was just blank. So it's hard to get that stuff on digital. It's hard to take a screenshot of a flag. I think that was a line item in the new negotiation, the rights negotiation. Update your flag inventory so you can accommodate Rory Sabatini. Uh... You know what also happened this week? What? The magical Kenya Open. (laughs) Great opposite programming, counter programming, quite honestly. That was the event of the week. The Italian won that, right? Guido? Yeah. Migliazzi? Yeah. That was the event of the week. <laughs> Just stirring the pot, making it an event of the week. All right, should we do Fan Vote Friday Junior? I mean, what is there to say? Was this the, was this this the highlight a, of the year? This was a triumph in, in human spirit. I mean, this was all your guys doing. We didn't do anything. I was looking at the old tweets from it. And just like I was boom. reading the replies. Did you read the replies on the vote? No. Oh, no, they were so good because it was a mixture of of shotgunners just yeah. vehemently pulling for the Stenson Scott and Keimer grouping to unthrone Ricky Spieth and Brooks, and then these confused PGA Tour live fans that were like, "What's going on?" It's so mad, incredulous. How, how is Ricky and Spieth losing? Brooksy, Ricky, Spieth. <laughs> the the vote amassed twenty. Nearly 25,000 votes. There were some people really mad. Like, I pay for this service, and you guys are just, people are just having fun on the internet, wasting my money or time. We're like, what are you talking about? Ricky and Speed. I mean, Ricky's never won a major. You know, it's just like, Speed's like 45th in the world. You got Stenson, Keimer, Adam Scott. Those are all major winners out there. I think so. Speed was still like top 25. Whatever. Fine. Sure. Okay. It, it reminds. I mean, the it was the ultimate. It was golf's parallel to Bodie McBoat. 
Well, then, like, <laughs> remember Golf TV started tweeting it where everyone started, like, they never promote this vote. Yeah. They're like, oh, state-run media is getting involved trying to bring in international votes. Everybody jumped I, on them. I'll tell you what. There was a couple moments that were very interesting moments. I went to sleep. I remember yeah. I was glued to this boat. We thought we we thought the tour was pulling shenanigans and rigging it. They were. I they went were. to sleep. <laughs> Five thousand votes come in. I wake up. The percentages haven't moved. Yeah. They're just diluting the vote. <laughs> <laughs> Second one came in for us shot. Me and you. We're texting. We were yeah. like, this is done. We're going to lose. There's yeah. no way. Toast. So, but it was a valiant effort, a, a fun experiment. Everybody got behind it, by the way. You know, thanks to all the inner citizens of the internet. Right? Uh, Kyle Porter, Nolan. Everybody got into it. Yeah, it was great. Okay. All of a sudden, a flurry of votes comes in, and the whole script flips last minute. Thank you to whoever, whatever <laughs> listener bought the votes. <laughs> oh, you think it was bought? I do think it was bought. Someone okay. bought them. And okay. whoever, whatever listener it was, thank you. All right. I'll never forget. I was driving down the road when the voting closed. Yeah. I was like refreshing my phone. I was waiting for the <laughs> wait. I was driving like a complete asshole waiting for <laughs> waiting for something to happen. Right. I, I was taking screenshots, making sure that, like, the you know, I had it all documented when yeah. it flipped five yeah. percent last second. Didn't happen. They they manned up to it. <laughs> good, good. Yeah, it was a it's a lot of fun. It was the highlight of the year. This came after you know there was just a lot of horrible rigged ballots through the first quarter running up to this, and we finally had it. And this is where we made a push to flip to, to democracy in action. Vote, you know, free and fair elections. The voices of the people were heard. Revolution will be televised. And it's Martin Keimer strolling down the fairway when everybody wants to see Ricky and speed. So um, you have a story about that, right? About the, the, the winning the vote from the masters. Can you tell that or no? I could I could tell. I, I'll give you I'll give a brief. Just the yeah, yeah. Keep it. I was at a Masters event. You know, there's a lot of nightlife action at the Masters. Oh, everybody has parties and things like that. Yeah, I I had been healthily served. (laughs) (laughs) Not claim being sober. (laughs) I meet like two executives from the tour. Not like. You know, not 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 people like running the Twitter account, high, higher yeah. level executives. Not, not like not like Sean Martin. You know, not not one oh. of our not one of our own. You know, yes, not a media but, space. Yeah, these are these are like business people from the tour. Good, good, fine people. I yeah. you know, yeah, good, good people. But like higher up, they've got executives and vice or whatever they have in their title. So, and uh, and and what and the, they're like, hey, you know, we really, we're really big fans of the Shotgun Start. And at this point, I'm like, I like was like taken aback. I was like, oh, really? 
and they're like they're like i mean you guys tell it like it is but we really we really like it and i was like oh thanks <laughs> and, and one of them goes you know i have to hand it to you, you you really got us with that, with that fan vote Friday at the players. Like you, you really stuck it to us. And I like at this point am like looking for a way out of the conversation. I want nothing to do with this thing. I have to hand it to you. Really got us. And so. uh and I'm like, oh yeah, you know, that was that was pretty good. Democracy, you know. I <laughs> the democracy card out. I got the people spoke. They really wanted to see Stenson, <laughs> Scott, and Kyber. And he goes, Oh yeah. He goes, and you knew that we had that deal with Twitter. We had to do whatever that vote said. <laughs> we were committed. We couldn't get out. <laughs> so that that's the story. <laughs> you guys got us on that one it's pretty good i like that they had to do it i'm glad they have a good attitude about it yeah. democracy the people i boys. mean to their credit they didn't they didn't pull any funny stuff they they did it they didn't say we're not doing the vote yeah yeah so get on the tour for that they listened to the people <laughs> i'm just trying to think of you healthily served at a party with the PGA Tour execs. One of my other favorite parts of that was like on Friday morning when everybody realized what they did. <laughs> they're like, I don't know if I'm happy about it. <laughs> we're watching this instead of Brooks, Spieth, and Ricky. <laughs> oh, God. But PGA. all those guys played great. On, yeah. On P- remember Keimer was retweeting it? Yeah. <laughs> No, that's that can't. He was no, he retweeted it. Martin Keimer retweeted it. Yeah, he saw that the vote was close. (laughs) Ricky Tour Alive was on stage for one day. Okay, let's close it with that party story. Good times. All right, that's through the players. This is part two of whatever part, right? I don't know what part this is going to be. This is an exhaustive recording session. All right. Everyone, enjoy your uh, mornings, enjoy your day, whatever day you're listening to this, and we will be back with more year in review recapping uh, next episode, whenever that may be. We'll see how many parts this ends up. Mm-hmm.